Welcome to Diverse and Inclusive Leaders, the show where I interview the most inspirational and thought-provoking leaders of today and unearth their unique stories of diversity and inclusion to help inspire, educate and motivate others to make the world a better place. Today, I am super, super excited to be joined by the fabulous Bami Kutei. She is a fearless young entrepreneur, having founded international Afro-Caribbean-inspired wellness brand, Bam Bam Boogie, when she was only 22 years old. Since then, Bami has left her full-time job at Google as an advertising executive to focus on creating a more inclusive world through fun, fearless fitness. She aims to transform the way that people feel about their bodies and their minds, and in turn, enabling them to feel the confidence they really need to chase after their dreams, their inspiration, make sure that they are really, truly making that positive impact in the world. Bami has shared a story with over 17,000 people globally through fun, engaging, motivating talks, workshops, and fitness classes. She's also a Prince's Trust Young Ambassador and launched the UK's first twerk app, which I cannot wait to hear more about. In fact, I confess I was um, going through some of the YouTube videos and trying to learn to twerk myself, albeit failing epically. So uh, welcome to the show, Bami. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Leila. Twerk queen to come. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. You are a twerk queen. And checking out some of your uh, your social media followings and presence. Oh, my goodness. I uh, One of my best friends, Selena, is, uh, you know, like herself, she's superb at twerking. And I have failed miserably every time I've done it. But, um, you know, what I love about some of those really kind of super fun videos is not only is this really kind of a celebration, of, of actually, you know, real cultural significance, but also the fact that you're really bringing, um, you know, some reinvigoration into the workplace. Um, and so before we get into everything in today's podcast, I wonder whether you could talk us through just how you came to be where you are today, because starting a business at the tender age of 22 years old, I think is something that many people dream of. And in particular, with it being uh, the Trinidad Carnival this month, with it being the Rio Carnival, which is widely celebrated uh, this month. Additionally, with it being the American Black History Month, this is so incredibly relevant. Yeah, so thank you so much, Leila, for the stellar introduction. So um, coming to start my business at 22 was actually, it was very difficult, but this story started where I was actually an entrepreneur first. So um, I think that helped me a lot. So as you described, I started my business whilst I was still working full-time at Google. So as I was starting to build my brand, build my community and my personal brand identity, um, it was quite nice to be able to know I still had the security of a full-time job and a consistent paycheck should anything fail. Um, I believe the way that I was able to start and really continue my business is due to my genuine passion for diversity, inclusion, celebrating cultures and celebrating people for who they are. Um, this is how we were able to become the largest um, Googler-led dance fitness workshop at the Google campus alone. Um, and then from there, it just spiraled on social media. I was able to go to places like um, Vegas, LA, Toronto to go and give these classes because people could just feel the energy um, through the screen. And then it was in February 2018, after I had built up like a significant fan base and a really great community of engaged queens, I was able to quit my job at Google and move to London and start my business full time. 
Wow, what a fabulous story. And if you don't mind me um, kind of going even deeper into your background, did you envisage when you were, well, I say a young girl because you're, you know, obviously incredibly young and um, not only intelligent, but very beautiful as well. But when you were really, really young and kind of, um, you know, growing up, um, you know, talk to us a little bit about your cultural background. And I mean, did you envisage, you know, was this dance, was that something that was kind of in the family and the culture, mm -hmm. something that you celebrated a lot? Was that what inspired where you are right now or, or was it other influences as you have kind of traveled around the world uh yeah definitely I'd say it was a mix of both so I am for those of you who obviously can't see me I am Nigerian British and Canadian so um growing up I was born in London and I always remember my grandma coming over and she would put on like Nigerian music and she would dance and at the time I never realized it was twerking but I was like wow I just love the way that she moves her body and feels so confident with it so that was the first time when I was exposed to okay this seems like something that I can get into and have fun with but the passion didn't really spark until I was 14 years old and I moved to Canada so I moved from London to Canada and it really took a dip in my confidence you know when you're 14 all you want to do is like fit in and look and feel like the people around you right um, but you know I was this black British Canadian girl and it was very confusing for myself and people around me it wasn't until I found um, Caribbean Canadian friends and these these incredible now women, they were so passionate about bridging together their two cultures. So keeping that Caribbean spirit, but still merging into Canadian culture. And they did that through dance. So they taught me about, you know, building your confidence through dance, through whining and twerking the way you would dance at Trinidad Carnival. And from there, that's when I knew that, okay, this is something that I want to continue doing. It was how I started to make friends. It was how I was able to pitch to companies and do the work that I do now. I was able to make friends in the workplace. Um, so I'd say the passion really stemmed from family, that Nigerian background, and then also moving to Canada and having that Canadian Caribbean influence as well. Wow. I love how you articulate that, Bamit, because I, I think for many, uh, and not exclusively for girls, but, but for kids in general growing up, and in particular girls who, you know, often are, are really kind of thinking about what I certainly was when I was growing up, I was thinking about not only how I look, how I behave, um, but also being, um, you know, almost a little as you, as you described when you were growing up, I was the only Chinese girl in school. There was my, my brother. Um, we were both adopted by, by white British parents. But I think there was almost, whilst I was always very, very proud of my family, I love my family, um, I almost felt a little bit embarrassed of, of looking the way that I did and so tried desperately. And in around the 14 age, I mean, that is, it's that time, isn't it, when you're kind of finding yourself and finding your inner inner self and, and what it is that makes you you um, that desperation to almost fit in is uh, is something that I'm sure so many girls and boys um, feel all around the world but I really love that you kind of um, you've gone on this journey this personal journey you've then reconnected reconnected with your cultural heritage and actually use that to supercharge your confidence and inspire other people so Talk to us then about the twerking and about the fitness and the impact this has on people. And also for anyone who's listening in, who doesn't know what twerking is, describe to me, what is a twerk? 
<laughs> so twerk uh, my business is called twerk after work so um i wanted to bring together the fact of like you don't have to go for drinks after work to network you can twerk after work and elevate your career elevate your confidence elevate your life so a twerk is a movement that stems from african caribbean culture it's where you swing your hips back and forth and you really start to feel more confident in yourself especially when you do it well but even when you're not doing it well you can still have a good time to like boost up that confidence um so in terms of bringing twerking into what I do specifically when um I was working at Google the thing that I loved about the twerk and the dance is that when you dance with someone there's no oh I'm a CEO you're just an entry-level person or I'm your manager you're entry-level we all come in at the same level dance is this you know communication whereby you can just fully be yourself and it grounds everyone so I would love to be I loved seeing like my managers come in or other people twerking and dancing with their manager because it was like all of those um, stereotypes were just thrown out of the window and you could completely be yourself I was able to see people get promoted to network across the organization and get another job I saw people um, actually fulfill their dream career through the confidence that these classes gave them and that's really why I'm so passionate about what I do and I truly believe that dance in general but specifically twerk is for everyone it, it does celebrate culture and bridges those um those gaps and what because I bet you've seen so many fabulous women and guys as well who have participated in what then became the most popular class uh, within Google talk to you about some of the examples because I imagine and I remember and I'm thinking back right now, and I'm sure, you know, probably my friend, one of my best friends, Selena, is listening, is when she first tried to teach me to twerk, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> do you, <laughs> like, <laughs> did you? And I'm kind of, like, when you're talking, I'm picturing, oh, my God, the CEO of Google twerking. <laughs> I love that. That is so cool. Because it does. It, like, it levels that playing field. It, it breaks down those barriers. Suddenly, um, you know, any perception of being a stiff CEO or a kind of C-suite senior person, and you know you're out there twerking up and down happy days so talk to us about um I don't know some of the examples you know are people kind of nervous to start with do some people just go for it what <laughs> what's a typical class for you mm -hmm. um so I guess I'll start with one of my favorite memories from 2020 as a whole before coronavirus was um when Cheryl Sandberg actually um, twerked with me. So Cheryl Sandberg, she is the COO of Facebook. And I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't want to twerk with her. But then when she brought it up and she was like, come on, everyone, let's join in. That's when I realized this is really a magical moment. Like this movement is bringing people together. So she was all here for it. She even recorded it so she could show her daughter. And it was like, she was really moving her back more so than the hips, but I feel like she was really getting into it. And it was just such a fun experience to know that even if you're not getting the move correctly, it still opens up joy and laughter and sparks a conversation in the room. So like a typical class, people might walk in the same energy as Cheryl Sandberg and they say, you know what, I'm here for it and I want to do this twerk move and even if they can't do it it's the fact that they're laughing they're enjoying themselves this supportive community of saying you know what you haven't got the twerk move but you've definitely got the energy and you've got the vibe so use this and carry this out into the world because you know we shouldn't be too serious with ourselves especially throughout what we've been through in the last you know 12 14 months 
Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Cheryl Sandberg. I've read her book, Leaning. She's just absolutely a brilliant role model, as are, as are you, of course. So is Cheryl Sandberg good at the twerk then? Um, <laughs> I, I would give her I would give her at that point, I would give her a solid six out of ten, but she has a lot of she has a lot of progress to go. <laughs> <laughs> and do you see people twerking and their dance becoming better across repeat sessions? Because obviously, you know, back in the Google days and obviously now, um, you know, running prolifically this this fabulous business and, and kind of touching people all around the world through the mediums of kind of digital with their digital twerks. Do you see the journey and that almost that step change in terms of not only their physical performance when it comes to the twerking, but also that difference in terms of their confidence, their spirits, and that being uplifted? Oh, yes, 100%. And not even in the twerk move itself that they're improving, also their fitness levels. So they're becoming more fit within themselves, increased, car increased cardio health, weight loss, whatever goals they have for themselves. So um, there's actually one um, lady, Shiv, Shivina Hack. She's currently our community manager. But when she started with us about a year and a half ago, um, she just showed up at a class and she said because of her Indian Southeast Asian background, she was like, we don't really twerk or like move our hips too much in dance. It's more the upper body. So for her, it was really a different, pro a different process, but she worked her way up. She was consistent coming to classes every week that now actually she's not only a community manager, but she's also an instructor. So she's done our instructor program and now she teaches other people around the world how to twerk. So that's about a year and a half of progress of her consistently falling in love with this dance move and this confidence to now where she's built her own global community of um, people who join her twerk after work classes as well. So you can definitely progress, Layla. So there's hope. If you want to try, you can keep coming to try your twerk out, Layla. I'm really excited. I cannot wait to tell my friend. And I also, I'm already thinking, uh, you've inspired me on this podcast, be thinking, well, hey, uh, maybe I should be getting the uh, the dial team uh, twerking along. Um, and it's making me want to twerk right now. Um, for those that want to learn how to twerk, any advice that you would give them? And again, everyone who's tuning in, I absolutely encourage you to check out uh, Bam Bam Boogie, check out all of the great stuff that she's doing, because genuinely, um, whilst it seems a, and it is a fun thing, it seems something which is not serious. Actually, there is that serious undertone of the fact that this is great for your health, this is great for your mental health, this is great for your mental wellness, twerk after work, what a brilliant strap line. This is something that really does actually harness the power of people, community, and ultimately having fun, which of course increases productivity. And so if you're a leader, mm -hmm. you're a CEO listening to this, absolutely take notes. So, uh, so yeah, top tips. Top tips. Okay, so top tips if you want to get to work in. The first thing is definitely bend your knees. So that's the thing where most people go wrong is they're not bending their knees when they're trying to twerk. And the second tip is use your thighs, not your lower back. So you're literally using your thighs to help you swing yourself back. I feel like we even need to get up now, Layla, and I do know, some twerking. I know. <laughs> No, I, I am I'm swinging from my chair here from but I've got bar, no yeah, bum this is what I said to my friend I was like but I've got no bum and so I don't think I have one to be able to that's twerk, the biggest yeah. myth that's the biggest myth because really? it's twerking is not actually in the bum it's all in 
the thighs and the hips. I'm gonna the get thighs up now. and Layla, come on, let's do this. Let's oh do this. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll try not to pull my okay, microphone. So I'm glad I'm not wearing my pajamas today. Um <laughs> okay. Layla's looking great today. All right. So, so put your hands on your thighs, not your not your hips, thighs. Yes. Now imagine you're gonna sit in your chair, but don't sit down. So half squat into your chair. Imagine okay. you say, okay, stop here. Yeah, perfect. That's it. And roll your shoulders back. Put your head up slightly like this. Yeah, nice. And now you're swinging, like you're trying to hit, see that chair behind you, try and hit it with your um, thighs, but you're moving your thighs okay. back, back, go. That's it. Go. Okay. Hey, hey. And then you laugh. And you... <laughs> if you could all watch Layla right now, she's actually getting it. She's actually getting it. <laughs> We do do a video version, so hopefully not too many people see this, but they will be. I don't want to ruin your business by putting people off, um, but, uh, but you look fantastic. And so absolutely, I see already it's uh, and genuinely, I'm not just saying this. I am. Um, well, I'm feeling a bit warm, actually, but I'm also uh, got a massive smile on my face. Exactly. Feel energized. I mean, how can you not work and not kind of have a smile on your face absolutely absolutely it's great. it's great for the lunch break you know if you're on your lunch break and you just want to do a quick twerk out to make you feel more confident come back into that meeting ready to steal that pitch away honestly I think it's the best thing ever <laughs> twerk on the lunch break absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant <laughs> um and so before we run out of, of time for today um Bami uh, I'd love to go uh, as per usual style of our, our podcast on the Diverse Inclusive Leaders Show. We always go into um, a lightning round. And I'd love to just ask you a couple of questions and give you 30 seconds to answer each one. I'm sure you're going to have some fabulous answers. But first and foremost, this is the biggest question first, actually. What would you say is your secret to success? Because I'm sure many people, um, in particular girls and guys listening in, thinking, wow, starting a business at 22 I would love to do that. And I think in particular, when we look at metrics of our younger generations, they are um, very, uh, very entrepreneurial and keen to get into, into business. So talk to us about your secret uh, to success, if you can. So my secret to success is definitely believing in myself every step of the way. I don't wait for anyone else to congratulate me or to support me. I'm really big on making sure that I support myself and uplift myself. Even if, you know, I make a mistake or a failure, I take that as a lesson, write down some notes and give myself some personal feedback and congratulate myself for trying because most people would even be scared to try and make that leap in the first place. So definitely believing in myself and celebrating myself. Wonderful. And how about any role models, any sheroes, heroes, individuals that have really inspired you along the way? Mm. So my biggest hero would have to be um, Michelle Obama, especially after reading reading her book, um, Becoming, because she just came from such a humble back background as a Black woman. And to see everything that she's achieved and continues to achieve with all the adversity against her is just incredible. And it's so inspiring for me as a young Black woman as well. And how about if you could go back in time and speak to the very young you, or indeed anyone who is perhaps struggling to find their path or thinking, hey, you know, I don't fit in here. So um, what do I do? You know, life can be challenging. And in particular, when you are young and you're trying to find yourself, what advice would you give to your young self who is going through that challenging time? 
Mm, I'd say to my younger self that the opinions that other people have of you are not the opinions that you should have of yourself. Um, being younger, growing up in an area where not many people um, looked like me, I took their opinion as word and started to believe the things that they were telling me, negative and positive. Um, but that's that; those things weren't true. And I tried to mold myself to fit in as how they wanted they wanted me to be, but it's best to just believe in yourself and, you know, whatever you believe you are is what you can be. So just keep uplifting yourself and believing in yourself. Thank you so much, Pame. You've been an absolute superstar. What a fun and inspiring podcast. Um, you know, so grateful of, of you being Thank here you. Uh, today. And um, I mean, there's what what there's so many different things that I can take out of this podcast. I normally always do a summary at the end, and I think you know, really, those things that have stood out to to me are, um, of course, I'd love everyone to check out um, bambamboogie.com. But seriously, you know, consider um, you know reflecting on where you are right now. You know, the way that you articulated your personal story, that vulnerability, which I, I really believe is is it's courage actually um, in a different form is, is taking those life uh, journey lessons, reflecting on them, um, embracing with your cultural heritage, really being proud of where you've come from, wherever you have come from um, is absolutely critical. And also, you know, the, the real and serious impact that health and fitness can have on not only mental health, but also physical health. Um, I know we've had a, a huge lot of laughs um, on today's session. I can, um, you know, absolutely say, um, you know, that I have never twerked on a podcast before. And this is a definite first. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, but, but with it, absolutely get involved in something that you haven't done before. I've never done that before. And do you know what? I feel fantastic from it and so um you know i can see quite clearly why the classes that you did at google um you know the business that you've run i can see why that inspires so many people and so um you know really do consider your health your fitness your mental health think about if you're having a different difficult time in particular um you know with the with the months we've had um you know hopefully behind us now um with everything that's happened and in particular within this pivotal pivotal months, um, you know, consider, um, you know, what you can do to make a positive impact. Um, and as he said, just to, to finish things off there, Bame, is, um, you know, we're kind of, we're all like sponges, aren't we? It's really easy to absorb what's happening within the environment. If we can surround ourselves by that positivity and we can surround ourselves by people like yourself and others who make us smile, who put a smile on our face that make us um, feel happy, that shines through and it makes such a difference. So um, thank you um, again ever so much. And um, I'm really excited about um, hopefully bringing some twerk after work to uh, the team at Dial uh, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and spreading some some joy with this podcast so um as ever um my name is Leila mckenzie dallas and you have been listening to the diverse and inclusive leaders podcast we've been with the fantastic bammy today make sure you check out bam bamboogie.com and get in touch um, we're going to put all of the notes and the key learning points into uh, the show notes from the end of today's show so if you missed anything at all if you want to rewind and, and have a twerk yourself Go do that and make sure um, you reach out uh, to Bami and her fabulous team and, uh, and get working after work. Visit us at www.dialglobal.org forward slash podcast and we'll see you again very soon.